0: The Accidental Entrepreneur is produced by Hacker Law and brought to you through our affiliate relationships with the following sponsors. One of One Productions, the New Jersey-based podcast studio that produces and edits both audio and video podcasts. They sell equipment for the average podcaster and have even created a guesting kit exclusively for our listeners. North Authentic, the conscious hair care marketplace offering the cleanest brands from around the world. The Healthy Place, the e-commerce site with thousands of supplements to help you live a healthier life, along with natural solutions for chronic pain, stress, anxiety, depression, sleeplessness, and much, much more. And be sure to support the podcast by ordering some logo merchandise from our online store. Listen to all of our sponsors' commercials later in this episode and follow their links in the show notes to learn more about their products and services
1: wanted to have a multi we we're going to start with a multivitamin and it really was what's the best packaging because glass we were first okay let's go glass no because I ship it glass it's expensive breaks,
0: breaks right yeah
1: very expensive and a lot of municipalities have stopped accepting glass in the recycling bin because it breaks and it contaminates as you said previously everything else and then it can't be recycled right so we have decided um our first product multivitamin is called synergy okay and It is in a plastic-free compostable pouch, which is fantastic, but it's also very expensive where, you know, a white plastic vitamin bottle literally is like a penny, you know, to put your supplement in. Yeah, it's
0: too expensive, so nobody wants to care, right?
1: Right, so here with Artemita, that's why it's like, okay, listen, I'm still selling plastic. you can't get rid
0: of it 100%, right? I can't stop.
1: I can't stop. So this is kind of like I'm testing it. Let's see what happens. And the more people, businesses who decide to use compostable material, the price is going to come down. Of you course, know? it's
0: like batteries and cars, right? I mean,
1: exactly. Now, Denise, so, I,
0: I see a lot of food, snacks, things like that. Now in these zippered up pouches, is that what they are? Those are the compostable yes, ones. Exactly. So just
1: like, this is, Got With it. The, yeah. Okay. So it's in this little pouch. You know, we. There's
0: crackers in there. It, I've it seen tears. pickles. I've seen. They're all, that's all the good stuff.
1: Right. But there's okay. a lot of confusion about composting yeah. or about something that says it's compostable. People assume it's biodegradable, which means it's just going to break down. You can't recycle it. You cannot put that in your recycling. The
0: information provided in these episodes is for entertainment purposes only. It is not a guarantee of success or to be construed as advice of any kind. You should always seek advice from local licensed professionals before making any decisions. The dictionary defines an entrepreneur as a person who organizes and manages any enterprise, especially a business, usually with considerable initiative and risk. People often start a business without much choice, perhaps due to a job loss or just being dissatisfied at work. And they come up with an idea they just know can be successful. They become entrepreneurs by accident. That is to say, their success or failure happens by accident, not with intention. My name is Mitch Beinhacker. I'm a corporate attorney and a business advisor. You're listening to The Accidental Entrepreneur, my podcast about how to achieve success on purpose, not by accident. Join me along with our monthly guests where we share our knowledge and help you get a hold of your business. And now on to today's episode.
1: Hi there, I'm Denise Leota. I am the founder and owner of Artemita. We are an eco-conscious health, wellness, and lifestyle brand for women.
0: Okay, so welcome to another episode of The Accidental Entrepreneur. For those people out there listening on their favorite podcast directories, be sure to Um, like us on the directory. Give us hopefully a five-star review. And if you're watching on YouTube, be sure to hit the subscribe button and like us on there as well. So I'm very excited today to have on the show Denise Leota. I assume you're not related to Ray Leota the actor, right? <laughs> I think his name's a two T's. Is that correct?
1: It's with two T's. Right? Yeah, yeah. There are some people in my family who used to say that uh, we are related. Maybe
0: going them. way back, you're, you're related. The, the funny thing is my last name, Binehacker, if you meet another Hacker, even if they spell it differently, we're connected somehow. I may not know them. I but would believe that. Yeah. It's not a common name. Um, okay. So we're going to talk today about your company, Art Artemita. And a little bit about your background. So maybe you can go backwards, and we'll talk about, you know, your your history in corporate America and all the things you've done, and then we can lead that into, you know, the founding of the business and what it's doing now.
1: Sure, sure. Okay. So I started um, about twenty five years ago in the health and wellness space um, in direct mail marketing. I graduated from college with a marketing degree, and the first job that I interviewed with that was not in sales uh which i did not want to do was for the company i now own i took ownership of ownership of it in 2016 okay um and i really once i took ownership wanted to do something very different um than what was currently being done out there and the result is art to be
0: so you were working for the company prior to that
1: how yes. many years yeah this is the Oh gosh. I was with this company since 1997. I took oh. a break for about seven years to stay home with my boys uh-huh. and then went back in, um, did a few different things. Um, and the owner wanted to retire. So I just,
0: you bought him out, stepped in. Nice. I did. So what, so yeah. what were you an executive at that point before you took a leave you know, for we your kids? A,
1: we are a really small company. We okay. actually thankfully generated a lot of revenue, but, uh, you know, with a small staff. And I, you know, was promoted from entry-level marketer. And I also did some bookkeeping because I had some accounting background and then kind of shifted into marketing manager and then really did run the company. And then when I came back after being home with my boys, um, they really didn't need anybody, but they were like, sure, we'll take you on part time. And I stepped back into my old role and things just started to escalate. Then the owner wanted to retire. And, and then I took owner. That I mean, was of it.
0: good. So before that you said 1997. So what were you doing before that? We were going to corporate America where you're.
1: Oh, no, no. So um, after high school, I was going to be a school teacher, and that didn't really work out. And then I was like, I'll be an accountant. Then I'm like, I really didn't love that because (laughs) I was diagnosed at 48 with ADD. And if I would have been diagnosed earlier, I think I would have gotten through accounting, but I don't think I would have stuck with it because I had to take a marketing class, and I loved it. I loved it. I love what I do. I love marketing. I just – I could go all day about it. I I just really get giddy. I love it.
0: Well, I, you know, it's a funny conversation the the marketing industry because I graduated high school I guess in 85 so college 89 law school 92. You've seen the whole industry change from mm-hmm. you know what we call traditional marketing to all this online social media kind of do it yourself kind of stuff. Um have you seen you know what's your feeling about the business today like Versus what it used to be. I mean, is it easier? It's better for the small business owner. Are they missing out on things? I I was just curious as to what your perspective is on, you know, the whole marketing industry.
1: I really feel that it just keeps expanding with new and innovative ways to market, Mm -hmm. which I feel is amazing. I mean, any way that we can get products out there that will really help people. Um, which R to meet is definitely all about helping. Um, it is great for us to take advantage of. And, you know, being in the direct mail space, a lot of people are like, well, what's direct mail? I don't understand. Right. I don't know that. And then the internet came and they say, Oh, direct mail's dead. Direct mail is not dead. It's not going anywhere. There's studies with uh, millennials. They love to open mail. Um, You know, they prefer to have something in their hands, tangible, and read it over online. They're really responding to direct mail campaigns. It's just not going anywhere. But the key is, you know, um, having the knowledge to really utilize all of it is rare. Yeah. Finding that with one person. So you really have to ask for help to be able to take advantage of all those things. And that was a problem. I did have a problem asking for help back in the day because I always needed that control, but I've learned, right. you know, to h- ask for help to do things I can't do. And Artemita definitely is a direct result of asking for that help.
0: So was, was Artemita a company you joined pretty much out of school and then you, or were you well, doing marketing Artemita's before a then? brand new brand. Oh, okay. is a brand,
1: brand new brand. Got Um, it. The, my direct mail, uh, brands completely separate. Artemita
0: is all
1: online. The direct mail companies, they're not online. So Artemita is all online. We launched, uh, Earth Day of 2021. Even though we didn't have a product, we just, you know, because we're very eco-conscious and really want to educate and it's not. Oh, you have to do X, Y, and Z because you know we're killing the planet. I don't work that way. I, you know, like to just oh, if I learn something new that I didn't know before, I'll try to make small changes because right. once I know uh, something that's a problem, if I'm contributing to the problem, I don't want to do that anymore. But like, I can't, you know, I still drink out of plastic bottles. I. It's hard to make up. a
0: wholesale change. It's hard for most people. It's like going to the gym, right? All of a sudden, you're going to go every day. Twice, a you know, twice a day and you just drop it two weeks later because it's too much for you. I think it what's is. that Japanese term? Kaizen, 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 where mm-hmm. you make little changes, make a big difference. I think that.
1: Exactly. Right. Exactly. The only I way we're going to save the planet.
0: Yeah. Like all of a sudden, yeah. you, everything in your house is glass and you you couldn't even find enough glass containers to right. to get rid of all the plastic and everything. We have plastic in everything that we use. You know, that's, that's right. one of the problems. Absolutely. So 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 the direct mail company and is direct mail like direct response marketing? Or is that like really just a subcategory of, of direct mail? Or is that really what direct mail is intended to do?
1: I, I feel it's direct response. You know, it's direct to the consumer, you know, um, right. that it definitely is something where I really feel if you could pair online marketing to offline marketing, you know, as part of your campaign, that's right. the key. That really is the key is to, you know, to have communication with the customer potential customer multiple times and multiple ways and see what works best for them
0: and get them to go from one to the other and learn about. It. So Correct. the, so the mail company, what is, what does that sell?
1: We sell supplements also, and because oh. this is what happened. Okay. So it's okay. all supplements. And I had in 2019, Maybe I think it was around 2019, I saw an article from National Geographic that said only 9% of all single-use plastic is recycled. And I'm telling you, Mitch, it blew my mind. It really did. I was like, How much? What? 9%? 9. I'm surprised
0: 9%. it's that high. I'm surprised it's that really? high. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah.
1: I, I was blown away. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. So here is this company that now I own. And um selling all of these plastic vitamin bottles. It's like, oh And shoot, you figured you know. right. Well,
0: they're not, but are they one use? No. Yeah, they are one use. One they're they're empty. They are. You know, I so recently I read an article and then I found out that it became a podcast. So I listened to the podcast. And the woman who who either wrote the article or did the podcast has won awards for it, it was all about the plastics industry. It went back like in the 70s where they said, oh, we're going to recycle. It started the whole recycling thing with these numbers, which is all BS, by the way. It's all BS. It's for the industry to sort things, whatever. And they had this commitment to make things recyclable. And yeah, she says something like 5 to 10%. Like they're never going to be able to recycle more than that. And they have this new commitment now that in 20 years or some odd, we're going to be 100% recycled. And it's all hype and marketing. It's never going to happen unless people stop using plastic because the industry doesn't want you to stop using plastic. That's how they make money. So, and, and you can't, I think it degrades, right? You can't recycle these things unless you took your vitamin bottles, right? And wash them and put new labels on them. That would be true recycling, but you can't melt it down and reuse it because a lot of it degrades In the process, and we're all duped. We have this thing in our town, right? We recycle people mostly contaminate their garbage anyway. So they put the wrong things together. And it's all, you know, we should do like a whole podcast series on that. Because it's all it's all a myth. We're all like totally being mis mis, misled. So Yeah, I forget how we got on this, but (laughs) I think it's a good good topic because that's what Artemina does, right? It cares about the earth. Oh, I think because you said you launched an earth day and it was more an informational launch, right? You didn't have products yet. Yeah,
1: correct. We knew we wanted to have a multi, we're going to start with a multivitamin and it really was what's the best packaging because glass we were first. Okay, let's go glass. No, because it's expensive breaks,
0: breaks, right? Yeah,
1: very expensive. And a lot of municipalities have stopped accepting glass. In the recycling bin because it breaks and it contaminates, as you said previously, everything else, and then it can't be recycled. Right. So we have decided um, our first product, multivitamin, is called Synergy, okay. and it is in a plastic-free compostable pouch, which is fantastic. But okay, it's also very expensive. Where you know a white plastic vitamin bottle literally is like a penny, you know, to put your supplement in. Yeah,
0: it's too expensive, and so nobody wants to care. Right.
1: Right. So here with Artemita, that's why it's like, OK, listen, I'm still selling plastic. Yeah, You Hold can't disclosure. get rid of it. A
0: hundred percent, right?
1: Stop. I can't stop. So this is kind of like I'm testing it. Let's see what happens. And the more people, businesses who decide to use compostable material, the price is going to come down. Of you course, know?
0: it's like batteries in and cars, right? I mean,
1: exactly. Now, Denise, so, I, I, mean,
0: I see a lot of food, snacks, things like that now in these Zippered up pouches. Is that what they are? Those are the compostable ones? Exactly. So,
1: just like this is. Got it. Yeah. Okay. So, it's in this little pouch. You know, we.
0: There's crackers in there. I've seen pickles. I've seen. They're all. That's all the good stuff.
1: Right. But there's a lot of confusion about composting or about something that says it's compostable. People assume it's biodegradable, which means it's just going to break down. You can't recycle it. You cannot put that in your recycling bin. It would right. be, it's not going to break down. So what we do, because many people do not compost. I don't compost. Is, I don't compost. No way. This. I'm looking. Don't you have to like, like
0: wear Birkenstocks and you got to go out in the backyard and use one of those big barrels and roll it around all the time and throw your eggs in there. Forget and about and it. I'm not doing hat it. On. Yeah, You're exactly. Not I'm not doing it. Put
1: hat on and get out there. No. No way. a twig in your mouth. <laughs> right. no, which exactly. is actually a very bad stereotyping it is a lot of very sophisticated people yeah um you know who are having no composters
0: right that. of course but yeah. i'm just not a composter no no
1: i and i would i'm looking into it but i'm not really sure i'm gonna do it at the moment but that's the purpose of our tomato. you know okay we give you little bits of information hey did you know you could do this and if you'd like we could you know, direct you where to go. And then, you know, I just wanted to get back to the pouch because people don't compost. We are including a pre-addressed stamped envelope. So people can send us back our pouch. and Got we will it. Compo- You're like probably. the Hewlett
0: Packard of the uh, supplement business. <laughs> right. You send back Which your I cartridge. Use. I don't even know what they do, do with that. those by the way, but yeah, you feel guilty. Yeah. So you send it back. So it's pre-addressed and it comes with the, what you order and you send it back.
1: Yes. Yeah, to encourage people to really, you know, truly do something great for the environment. It's The pouch is great. It's plastic-free, and it has a better beginning life than single-use plastic. So if people didn't compost it, okay, it's not that bad. But we really wanted to offer a full solution to make it very, very easy for them to make a difference. So just send it back to us. We'll take care of it, and then we will not be throwing it into a landfill, we really, it will be poof and gone.
0: So you have a big composting facility then where you're getting all these you things know? back? Oh, I just lost your mic. Uh, what just happened? And we,
1: we'll send it back to that oh,
0: You're back. Well, I lost your voice there a second. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't know what happened with your mic.
1: Can you hear me? Okay.
0: I can hear you now. So you were saying that you get back um, the, the pouches and then what happens? Mm-hmm.
1: And, and the, uh, it will be composted, you know, at a proper at your facility. facility. Yeah. Yeah. That we're partnering with.
0: Oh, got it. Do. So you don't have like a lot of poop in your place. You have it somewhere else. <laughs> yeah. No,
1: and actually you shouldn't put that in your composter. Probably I not.
0: That. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty funny. So, okay. So that, but, but that's pretty, that's very mission driven, right? Because that clearly increases your cost of goods and operation, right? Cause you got to get it back. You got to send it out. You gotta you gotta pay for the postage, you gotta do the right the whole thing.
1: Yeah, yeah. And that's why I'm still hanging on to my day job because you know, <laughs> everything is so expensive. With what we're trying to Doing do.
0: Doing it the right way. Yeah. Really we're trying
1: works. to really, really, really do it the right way.
0: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So um wh- what what uh, you told me, what does the other company sell? supplement different kind of oh, supplements? Sell supplements?
1: It well Yes, we'll do. We have hearing, we have vision, we have anti-aging, uh, we have male enhancement. Um, but they're
0: know, not the same products, or just a different brand line, or no? Okay,
1: they're they're different brands, but I'm really not combining them at all. I really have Artemita standing on her own, and it's an entire different approach. So I really truly feel after being in this space for 25 years, you know, it's great to take a multivitamin. But the whole approach we have is very holistic. Mind, okay. body, soul. If you don't get all that healthy, life's going to be a little bit more difficult than it has to be. So we're trying to educate. And our audience is women. Right. Um, although Artemita is. Men, is the
0: other company Artemita men and women?
1: is. Got it. Oh, yeah. Definitely men and women. And our demographic is skewed. Really 60 and older, where okay. our demographic for Artemita is, I would say, 25, 55. Okay. Much broader yeah. range, even though we're only focusing on women.
0: Okay. All right. And everything's organic?
1: No, actually, it's not. It's okay. not organic. Uh, Artemita with Synergy, it's vegetarian, and we will have vegan, vegetarian products. Okay. The other supplements, they're not all vegetarian. It's not, not every ingredient that is good for you comes as a vegetarian right. you know option when you put it all together um so it's an organic is something we would never say because there are really stringent guidelines on right. putting organic on a product also made in the usa i learned that almost every single component of the product and packaging literally it has to be like 98 don't quote me on that but somewhere really high almost to perfect made in the USA, or you can't say it. And I like to follow the rules and not say that, even though I would feel like, yeah, almost all of it is made in the USA. But that's one thing along with companies saying, you know, this is compostable, or this is biodegradable, or made in the USA, not always.
0: And you say bottled in the USA, if it's actually bottled here? Yeah, absolutely,
1: yeah, for sure. And the products are made in the USA, but not every ingredient is sourced technically from the US.
0: So, so this is a business podcast, right? So we talk about running your business and growing your business. And I think the supplement business, very interesting. I went to high school with a, with a kid. It was actually his brother who took over his dad's like little tiny vitamin business and built it to this on, it was just when the internet was getting started, built this huge, I remember it was, you know, vitamins and supplements. Um, so how do you, you know, build a product in, in, in that marketplace? Do you have to go and. Find a pharmaceutical company, or deal with a Chinese company, or go to Guatemala, or you know, go to the Orient well, and pick something off of a tree with a monkey. I mean, how do you develop products? That's what I want to know. Like, how do you develop products could. in your business?
1: So we um, consult with um, scientists, tech, nutritional scientists, uh, dietitians, and help us formulate products. Um,
0: so also, you do formulate your own. It's not like you're sourcing something and say, "Oh, I like that, and I, you buy it.
1: I have both. We have products that are completely our formula that we put together. And then there are some which are called off the shelf where we'll go to a product manufacturer and they offer a full range and they really gear towards Amazon. You know, the Amazon sellers, that's their purpose was to have all these formulas. Somebody just say, I want 50 bottles or a hundred or 2000 and put my label on it. Right. And I now can take advantage of that because the minimum order quantity for you know a standard supplement is could be ten thousand units. Well, I if I'm testing something, I don't need ten thousand units. Right. So going the whole off the shelf way is really oh, so user friendly.
0: Right. So as opposed like GNC, which has hundreds of locations, they may be thousands, and they have huge ordering. Small companies can't do that.
1: Uh. Correct. Absolutely true. Definitely true.
0: Yeah. Okay. So, um, if you, how many products do you have? Like if you, if you run a supplement company, is there like a, there's some bread and butter, like staple things. And then there, you know, how do you do well, that? Cause I would think of thousands of skews and vitamins. Like if you went into a GNC, there's things all over the place.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And we started with one back in 1997, when I was hired by this company, there were one brand. Then, we became two brands now on um, five brands that I market under direct mail, but I am scaling it back to only two. The reason why was when we first got into this and we were doing direct mail, it was a multivitamin um, letter from a um, you know, about maybe I think it was about eight pages all about this one multivitamin, and it was an insert into print financial health and travel newsletters and then it did really really well so we said okay let's you know just try a standalone direct mail uh, solicitation to see if people will buy the multivitamin and they did so we then went from a multivitamin to a prostate formula a memory formula um you know, we did an anti-aging, we did male enhancement, and then the competition in the direct male nutritional supplement space got really full. Floating. So we're like, okay. you know, we're competing against so many different people. Well, what if we decided to be our own competitor? Because if we're going to mail, there's really a certain number of names that you could prospect to. And we sell them something, and then there may not be new names for a whole quarter. Well, we're, we're like, we're just sitting there. And these
0: are all people that show interest in health and wellness and fitness Correct. and all that type of and stuff. Right.
1: The, the distinction is that they buy their supplements, not GNC. Right. You know, they go, they buy them from their mailbox. Yeah. That's our buyer. And then, you know, we decided, okay, this is great because we'll sell a vision product and, as true marketers are we want you to buy you know you're thinking you're not getting results from this you're going to try something new well we want you to try right this other companies and it's us so it worked amazing and we wouldn't mail on top of each other and that was great but now you know really i want to brand we were not even concerned with branding anything it was really let's just buy six bottles, buy six bottles, buy six. You want to get on continuity and have it shipped every two months, fantastic, but we'll try to sell you six bottles of something else. And now branding is becoming very, 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 very Branding
0: of the, of the product itself? Of the itself.
1: existing, the company and the products that that company sells, because we really are now going down a different path and want true brand loyalty. So if you, we want to create and mold the companies so that people don't want to look for the next best thing. And so that's we're revamping all of those offline companies and then incorporating online as well for those. Uh, Where Artemita is definitely online first, I will do some direct mail, but we are all about communicating and getting to the consumer online.
0: So is the branding kind of like the, what was that vitamin company and they have supplement Shackley? Are they still around? They were like a, 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 maybe they were an MLM structure. And then there's like Arbon, right? There's there's some that of these companies out there. Yeah. And do they yeah. compete with you? I mean, that's what they're trying to do, right? They're trying to form you know, a huge network to sell their stuff.
1: This is what's amazing. The supplement business continues to grow. And I honestly say there's enough room for everybody. There really is. because you think? I do. I really do. Because it's going to be... The difference of how do you present your business to the consumer better than somebody right. else, and that is what we are focusing on completely doing.
0: Right, because people—it's a lot of noise out there, right? So you want people to, just like in any business, to say, "Oh, they yeah, recognize wanted- your brand and they have faith that it's good." Right,
1: They're putting it and in their body, we treat so. them good. You yeah. know, we treat them good, and we're giving them more than just, "Hey." Thanks for your order. And we'll contact you again when you, we need you to reorder or wait for you to call us. You know, we want, really want to give them information that's going to help in all areas of their lives, not just consuming a supplement.
0: Here's a word from our sponsors looking to get into podcasting, maybe to market your business for your own enjoyment or because you have a message you want to get out there. One of One Productions is a New Jersey based studio just over the George Washington bridge that caters to the booming business of podcasting. They offer a comfortable atmosphere using the latest technology available to record your podcast. And they are a full service media company offering both audio and video production services, creating both audio and video podcasts, as well as video shorts for business and personal use. Professional audio equipment packages are available through their website for all budgets. And be sure to check out their podcast guesting kit, created specially for our listeners. Care for your health, care for the planet, and look flippin' great doing it. North Authentic is a conscious hair care marketplace offering the cleanest brands from around the world. Their pro stylists curate only the most fabulous non-toxic hair products with better-for-you shampoos, serums, masks, and more that actually give you gorgeous hair without hurting your health or the planet. Hey, you've only got one life, one planet, and one glorious mane. Might as well treat them all as best you can, right? Try a 100% clean hair care routine prescribed just for you using their link in the show notes. If you don't see a big, beautiful difference in how your hair looks and feels, you can tell them they're crazy. Do you battle chronic pain, stress, anxiety, or depression? Well, if you take any supplements or you're interested in natural alternatives, you need to know about findyourhealthyplace.com. Find Your Healthy Place has thousands of supplements to help you live a better quality of life, as well as natural solutions for chronic pain, stress, anxiety, depression, sleeplessness, and much, much more. Need guidance? Use their live chat feature and talk to a wellness consultant right on their website. And be sure to use our coupon code TAEPODCAST For all your purchases to get the best prices at findyourhealthyplace.com. Follow their links in the show notes to learn more about all of our sponsors. And now back to our show. So what's the name of the other company?
1: We have Bioscience Nutritionals and Vital Max Vitamins. Those are the two we're consolidating to.
0: Got it. And they're online and offline.
1: Yeah, definitely very much offline. And now we're incorporating some online as well.
0: So well, if so, the, if somebody gets something in the mail, I think I still get mail. I don't get much mail, and I and I get something from one of those companies. How do I make a purchase? Do I go to the website? So do I?
1: You could go to the website. You could mail in your order, or we have a toll free number, and you could call our agents, and they will take your order. Which wow. I do actually. Boy, that's old like school, that. huh? <laughs> it's so funny, but the,
0: but you said the demographic are are much older, right? Yeah,
1: they do they. Fifty percent of the orders will get mailed in with a check or money order, and fifty percent will get called in. And I do like the call in, even though you know it costs more. But our agents can really get them to purchase six bottles because it does give them the best savings. Right, you
0: can upsell. Um, yeah.
1: and but it's a great price point for us, and then get them to sign up for continuity as well. So if they purchase six bottles, right before their s- subscription, right before their six bottles ends, then. You know, they're all automatically get two bottles every two right.
0: months. Well, obviously, recurring revenue increases the value of a business tenfold. It so.
1: does. And yeah. that's where before, People miss that. you know, yeah, when we had all those companies and we really weren't concerned with getting the auto shipment because we were thinking, oh, you know, we'll just get them for six bottles and then we'll get them to buy another six bottles. And
0: But you have them already. Now you got to market to them again and send them more stuff, right?
1: Right. But we did find that we had a better response of doing in that that way but again we're re-looking at everything we were doing how could we do it better and if we want to really take advantage of the online marketing we it i feel we really have to brand you know really just hone in on those two brands vital max was the original brand from 1994 and then bioscience nutritionals came around maybe like 2006
0: right and people recognize the name then you you can get some more yeah the the whole yeah What's the word? The whole subscription-based type of business, recurring revenue type of lines. I think that there's a lot of small business owners, not just in your business, in other industries that really miss out building recurring revenue f- with customers. Like, you know, as a lawyer, I have people that are on retainer and things like that. There's other businesses that sell items that run out. I think, I think our dog food is sent to us automatically through like Chewy, Hi. one of those websites, you know, and we used to go yeah, to the exactly. store and it was really the pandemic that kind of we're like, well, the store closed. What are we going to do? And they were kind of open, but their, re- their inventory was terrible. And, yeah. you know, and then once we realized that for basically the same price, and unfortunately, all these stores went out of business because they weren't, they're the blockbuster of uh, pet stores, right. you know, they didn't make exactly. the transition. So now I think my wife gets a notice. We double check how much we have in the cabinet. If it's getting low, we click OK and shows about our house two days later, you know.
1: Right, right. Yeah. No, and it's it's great. You know, we actually I just looked at our um, continuity report like two days ago, and it's amazing how many people we actually have on continuity. And I was like, and which actually now what we're doing is going to solicit them for testimonials. I mean, if you've been on it three years, you yeah. love it. So right. hey, tell us what you think. Which we do solicit for testimonials. We have um, you know in multiple ways, but. the to just focus on those customers and then really treat them differently. And, you know, there's just so much appreciation for them that, you know, how do we continue to maintain them where they're like, I love this company. Right. That's the key.
0: Well, I think a lot of people miss that out too, right? They don't get Google reviews online. They don't not doing this or that. So it not only enhances your brand for other people that are looking, but it strengthens the relationship you have with your customer because now they feel like, oh wow, they really care. What I what I think, and I think a lot of people, even professionals, they they miss that. Like they don't think it's important and it's it's
1: very important. It is, and you know, I know part of it could be, you know, we've had this discussion, you know, uh, we don't want to bother them. We're just like, what? No. People say no, that they all want the time. Contact,
0: yeah, right? I know.
1: They want the contact. Yeah. They obviously bought your product, they like it, they continue to, well, they they wanna be, you know communicated with and thanked and we appreciate you and what do you need from us? You know, how can we improve?
0: Because something comes up and they're going to forget about you. Exactly right. I've had professionals say to me, well, you know, I don't send a newsletter every week because, you know, just people will just, it'll turn them off and it'll upset them. And I go, well, other people are doing that. So clearly they're not getting that upset about it. They can opt out if they want to, but something's going to come up and they're not going to remember you. As the whatever CPA or attorney or financial advisor, whatever it is, they're going to call someone else that they just heard from or that they know or they network with, and you're going to miss out on that. I, we we send stuff out at least every week, maybe twice a week, and people can opt out if they want to. I don't get that too many too many opt-outs. Maybe they just delete it, but they know you're right. They may not read every communication you send, but they see it, whether it's in their hand or online or an email, and they remember the company. You know, right. I, I, exactly. I think that's a, and I think that if you're going to, especially if you're, if you're going to position your company someday to sell it, look, your, your, your owner, your former owner, right. Kind of lucked out that he had you, not everybody's in that position, right. Where you have a key person who's been with the company a long time and you can talk about a transition and you even wanted to do that. Right. So there's a lot of mm-hmm. key people out there that don't want to take over the business. And I, I do a lot of succession planning. I work with a lot of families, partnered businesses. That's always an issue, Right the, this, the husband or the wife wants, says this business. And they they say, okay, well, my spouse is not going to run this. I have these two key people. They'll take over the business. And then when they get into these discussions, they start thinking like, well, geez, if I'm not here, you know, Susan's not going to be able to run this business, you know, and it creates all these issues. And I think that a lot of people much earlier on in their business should start thinking about that. You don't have to, right? You can have a lifestyle business and just shut it down one day and go off on your RV and do whatever you're doing. But if you want to sell your business, it's very hard to just turn around and say, here's my business, it's worth $10 million. And you, you haven't, you know, followed the principles, you don't have the financial records, you haven't built a brand, you don't have subscription agreements, you know. And I guess in your business, if somebody buys a supplement, for example, you can pretty much tell if they're supposed to take it once a day, assuming they're following the instructions, you know pretty much when they're going to run out of supply. So it's Exactly. Pretty, yeah. Very right. few companies so we have know this that.
1: Whole, yeah, we have this whole campaign where depending on the amount of bottles that they purchase first, if they didn't sign up for continuity, then they get a notice, hey, just a reminder, and they can get a discount, they get free shipping, just to get them to decide if they want to continue or not. And it makes it really easy.
0: So really is your system easy. automated where it knows if it, they buy six bottles and each bottle has 30 pills in them and that's one a day, it's going to, and, and in six months, they're going to get a reminder and say, Hey, your supplements probably running out. Is that automated? Yeah, we get,
1: we have triggers. Yeah. The SKUs are, um, they're tied to triggers. So it's really seamless.
0: Yeah. I'm sure. Look, I'm sure 50 years ago, it wasn't like that. You had to actually have somebody <laughs> had a chart and had to follow it along if they <laughs> even did that.
1: Oh my God. Mitch, yeah. I remember faxing in our direct mail list orders, faxing them in. And I, I thought the fax to was the list company, invention ever. Right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, we do. We have a, li- a company who manages <laughs> of course. our file. You know, we have a broker. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's still a big business, right?
1: It is, definitely. And the key is I've had so many people, very successful online, would love to try direct mail, but they just don't really know where to go or they know a little bit, but that, that, the key is
0: the list. Yeah, uh, pers- yeah, of course, right? The quality yeah. of the list, right? You're reaching Absolutely. the right people. I would think that, I know we're getting off the topic a little bit, but as business owners, direct mail, it's kind of a little bit of an open field. Like people are like, well, mail's dying. Well, if mail's dying, then that means nobody else is getting mail. So it's not like you're getting lost in a huge pile that's coming to the door anymore, right? So it's kind of a place, I that's heard. why Restoration Hardware still sends out their enormous catalog because nobody else is doing yeah. it, you know?
1: No, Direct mail is not dead. I don't believe it's ever going to die. The issue we're running into now is there's a printing shortage. Paper. Oh, interesting. Envelopes. Oh, my God. Really? It, it, oh, everything, my god.
0: Everything is short. It's all been affected by this whole up, you know, everything got turned upside down. You wouldn't even think about stuff like that. Like you can't get the envelopes to mail this stuff. Well,
1: we're talking 12, 14 week delay. Is that because factories you know, were
0: shut down or- Paper stopped being made. There was a
1: paper. Sh- there was a lumber shortage, uh, which turned into the paper shortage. And, you yeah, know, it's down the line. Need right? is using some recycling material, so you know that's readily available. But to print, um, what I do, I just recycled material in you know those eleven by seventeen sheets. It was really difficult to come by that, and then now, just everything is completely backlogged and that's why online is great you know you're not waiting for a print right you're not paying for the print you're not paying for postage right so even though it could be expensive to market online it's very expensive to market to direct mail
0: and has the price gone up on all these things even even though oh, yeah, you're waiting absolutely. longer it's a lot
1: it's ridiculous it's yeah. you know like uh, an envelope could have been two cents now it's four which you think two and four not, not bad. if you're mailing you know, thousands you're talking, and thousands
0: of pieces yeah
1: you talk, Yeah, you're talking, it adds up. Definitely yeah, does.
0: absolutely. Yeah, well, maybe that's a little bit of a barrier to entry. Yeah, but I think that when it comes to marketing, people have to be a little bit more, you know, creative. They don't, I mean, I, I guess the average small business owner gets so overwhelmed with marketing. There's so many people screaming at them, Google this and and ads here and Facebook and all the social media. And then you get into, well, you ought to be mailing things to people and you send them so they have something in front of you and you got to know your brand and then they just give up. I think it's,
1: I agree with you. So now when I took ownership of this company, it was just me. The other people decided they were going to leave. They weren't going to stay on. Really? I don't love to manage people. I really don't, you know, and it was all now I'm fine, but I really was something I didn't want to be bothered with. So it was like, Oh, you know, I could just do this myself. And I I just can't, it just, you know, so all these great things to take advantage of, I'm only one person. I couldn't possibly do it. So You had to to kind of rebuild
0: the organization around you.
1: I did. I absolutely did because I knew what I wanted to get done. And it was just, I really wasn't making as much progress as I wanted to. So I was like, okay, I got to kind of get over that need to control everything. Just find the right people, put trust in them and let's just go. And that's been working out really well.
0: Yeah, no, you hold on too tight and it's hard to be successful. And it also reduces the quality of your, your life because you just Right, overwhelmed with everything, you know. So, how many, Definitely how big's your organization now? How many employees do you have?
1: Well, right now, I have third party contracts with everybody oh, that I work with. Outsource a lot way of stuff. I like. Yeah, I outsource everything. It's just really great, you know. We literally outsource everything: fulfillment, um, call center, graphic design. So
0: you really don't have to worry about payroll, employee benefits, yeah. the whole thing. It's not something you have to worry um, about at all.
1: I could not even add that to everything that we have going on. It just, I I just can't do it. You'd have to hire an
0: HR person. That's what you'd have to do. Right.
1: You know, and then the pandemic, it spawned so many things. And one was the increase in virtual assistants.
0: Yeah. The reveal. Perfect.
1: Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Of
0: course. Now, what do you do about sourcing product and warehousing product? Does it, you don't have a warehouse somewhere, does it get Dropship fulfillment
1: s- center. Yeah, the fulfillment center is this huge warehouse, so they warehouse all of our inventory. So you sh- it's it, a they, shared they, they
0: warehouse. You're renting space, and then they fulfill your yeah. orders.
1: Yes, yeah. correct.
0: Sure, absolutely. I don't, people don't probably even know that exists. You don't. You don't have to buy your own warehouse.
1: It, no, you absolutely do not. And call center. You know, just hire somebody who that's their job. You know, it's so great to be able to go to these people where they specialize in that particular you know, area you need. Right.
0: Packing, shipping, getting it out the door. Yeah. Yeah, Now have has been, has you said printing's difficult, has it been difficult to get product at some point?
1: Product. hmm, Okay. Product is also been taking longer and that's, it could be say 16, 20 weeks, which it used to be maybe eight to 12. That's another reason why, you know, if I took an off the shelf formula, I could probably get it turned around in four four weeks, but you know, certain formulas where I can't go that route takes a lot of planning to make sure you have enough inventory. That's
0: what what I was going to say. How do you manage? Yeah. In that business, how do you manage inventory? Because you don't want to wait till you get six bottles and call China and say, Hey, can you fill the six? (laughs) That doesn't work. Right. So no,
1: absolutely not. Yeah. That was another reason why, you know, marketing under five companies didn't make any sense. It's it's, it was a logistics nightmare. It was
0: hard inventory wise.
1: Night nightmare. It was just it's not doing that anymore. It's not necessary. And, you know, again, my focus has really changed. So now what we do is, you know, we just plan out our mailing schedule, you know, what's going to mail, how much do we think we're going to mail back into how much product we do we think we're going to sell. And, you know, I, I really have to be six, nine, 12 months ahead. Yeah. Or we're literally months behind if we're not.
0: Is everything automated? Is is if inventory starts dropping in the fulfillment center, do you know when it reaches a certain level where it's got to be ordered, or depending on the product?
1: Yes. Okay. There's also triggers that notify us to be able to put our eyes on that if we weren't already, you know, going to be vigilant about that, and then we can yeah. determine, okay, when is this going to mail again? Did it do well? Are we even going to mail it again? You know, how much continuity do we currently have so we can allocate bottles for that? So it is, that's a manual process. That's something that can't automate be that. analyzed. I could automate, um, you know, the notification, but right. no, to then put in a purchase order here and it requires no, analysis, very hands-on. Yeah.
0: Right, yes. right. So, so do you, how many times have you been wrong? Like you order a product and it just does, I mean, you need, you look, you're not going out and buying a hundred thousand units and filling a warehouse. So no. yeah, if you ever launched something, get stuck with product and what do you, what do you do with it?
1: Oh yeah, well we we actually what happened was uh copywriters. Oh really? Oh, they're they're great and then they're not great. So okay. copy the prior owner, he was our copywriter. He wrote okay. all the copy. We never had to pay for a the mail pieces? For the direct mail okay. pieces, correct? And all of them I'm using today. They could have been written back in 2000, 2001. They're they that still good. Perform. They're that. Okay. Good. They're okay. great. So I wanted to try something different. I wanted to have this blood flow product. So I came up with a formula. I gave them the ingredients and they give me a price. It's $20,000. I'm like, sure. because I To know do that, what? You know, write a direct mail sales promotion.
0: 20 grand to write product. one piece that you have to then
1: reproduce? I have to then print it and mail it and test it. It's 20000 with no guarantee and... There are copywriters who go for more than that and then want a royalty, but this, I happened to negotiate, was $20,000, and wow, I n- have seen copy they've written for other people. When I got it, I was like, this needs a lot of edits, and they were just like, no, we're done. It, we did everything. And
0: They wanted more money um, if you wanted edits?
1: No. No, they just were like, there's nothing else to add to this. We feel it's perfect. I can tell you I've put it through many people in my industry, and they're like, you can't mail that. You really, just, it's just horrible. It's horrible. So, and these was, are people who so write
0: product. for the industry. These
1: they write for a living, and I don't know why. And now we're going to, you know, definitely consolidate it because it was written as a magalog, and a magalog is this really large uh, print format that po- postage is very expensive, even though we do bulk rate. You know, postage it's not first class. Right. Printing is more expensive, but. We've got to completely tear it apart, condense it and test it because we could not mail it like that. But that's, that's, I had the luxury of not having to go through that because the owner was a great copywriter. You wow. know, he, he just didn't... was great.
0: Interesting. You don't really think about that stuff. I didn't realize it was that expensive, but I guess in the health and wellness industry, you need people that understand the industry, right? In terms and how to write for yeah. the, the industry. The right?
1: problem is there are great copywriters out there. I'm certain. That could cost a lot less. Right. I just, this person was heavily recommended and I saw their other work and it definitely performed well because I kept seeing it and, you know, talked to people who had inside information like, yeah, I no, this was great. Um, and then, you know, there are people who get really, really big, you know, they've got a really great name in copywriting and they hire junior copywriters and put their name on it. And,
0: and you know, I just am so know.
1: cautious of that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. What about regulation, right? So it's not medicine; there are supplements, they're they're you know vitamins, things like that. What kind of regulation compliance you have to deal with? Is there any?
1: There, we have as far as labeling goes. There okay. is compliance for the label that is very strict. Um, you know, you you can't. We, you know, what's in it? The product is on the label. We really adhere to that. Our product manufacturer adheres to that um so even if we wanted to say something they'll kick it back and be like like oh, a claim you can't say that that's uh, right if we're like oh that's oh, they call it structure function they'll come back and say no it's not we differ um and disagree we're not going to Is that the it, FDA is that who that you on. have to submit it to No it's actually no? the product manufacturer who is held to a higher standard than I am as a mailer, which is good. I want to work with people like that. So, you know, there's that, but there's – and everything we sell, whether it's print on the website or on the packaging, the FDA – you know, we have that disclaimer, the FDA has not evaluated this product. It cannot cure or prevent any disease. That's always has to be on.
0: So then – okay, so it doesn't have to go get those kind of approvals. Oh, no,
1: there's – no.
0: Yeah, but I would guess the manufacturer – they have liability and they're concerned about what you they say do. about it. Right. And so forth.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah.
0: I'll think about that next time I'm reading a bottle. We'll see. I'm like, I don't think they can say that.
1: You, There's that been a lot of stories why. about people
0: who got in trouble. Yeah.
1: Yeah. There are people, unfortunately who do that. And because I've been doing this for 25 years, I really don't believe anything I read. I'm so skeptical. I have to investigate right. further than just what is being shown to me. I really will go down a rabbit hole trying to, see if I'm, if I'm interested in something then i'm like oh is it really true and i i, I will uh, cause myself a lot of extra work to do that
0: i mean they say things like it boosts this or it helps with yeah. this or that and th- they also have the disclaimer you know but they they're certainly look they're trying to sell the supplement based on what they're saying it does
1: right and there are people who truly 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 believe that they're getting a benefit they could say i've vision supplement my vision did improve you know i a hearing my hearing did improve now there are other people be like nope didn't do anything for me fine you get a full refund we're good to go but there are people who they believe truly in these supplements they want to go a natural route and it those people just keep Growing and I had just recently read a statistic where it's like 2019, say the supplement company grew, supplement business grew 15% over the prior year. Well, then COVID hit and it grew like oh, when, 48%. Really? Wow. So it's only getting bigger. A gazillion billion dollar industry per year is now even bigger yeah. because people are looking for supplements.
0: Right. Well, people are looking them. for holistic, natural preventative remedies they're not looking to get sick and then go to the doctor that's right that's what our medicine does basically we'll fix you when you're sick but don't come to us because you feel good and you want to stay but i just read something was my wife's cousin there's an ob in miami and they just switched over their practice to a to all hormone replacement therapy like right there's all kinds of studies now that have said that just because you're 65 and your hormone level's low that's not natural like it doesn't have to be that way. And, and you could, people just say, well, I'm 65, I'm breaking down and that's just life. Apparently that's not true. If they can maintain your hormone level, you you live a healthier life and you live longer. I don't know. So we'll mm-hmm. see. Uh, yeah. Not 65 yet, but boom. Get me
1: somewhere. <laughs> but that's the whole thing. It's like, as we're aging, you know, all of these amazing products are being created and promoted for people to try and see if it will keep us younger and healthier, so, right. which is not a bad thing.
0: No, I mean, look, I don't want to live till I'm two hundred and fifty, but
1: no, 100 quality life is key. Yeah. I don't tell we'll me about see, it. right? Yeah, tell me but about healthy, it. you know, you want to be happy, you want to be healthy, you want to, yeah. just, you know, have a really positive outlook, and people want to. They're always looking for that, of course. always.
0: Yeah, well, that's why it's all over TV and there's infomercials, right?
1: And, yeah, right, and that's where you know with Artemita you know, we really are taking the whole approach where it's not just selling you a supplement. It's the whole really mind, body, spirit as one, how you talk to yourself, you know, are you, are you friendly to yourself? Because so many right. people aren't. And that, you know, negative thinking just brings everything down. Oh really yeah, no question about a key it. key to yeah. feeling healthy. No, I'm, I feel. I'm
0: definitely a proponent of positive vibrational energy. I think, you know, our whole bodies are electric. Electricity's gone, you're dead. Right. So if you're negative- yes. You're going to attract negative things. If you're positive, it's you're going to attract true. positive. It's just the way it works. You know, even yeah, if you like don't want that, I think you're still it. Like, you know what I'm yeah. saying? You're worried about it. I don't want that to happen to me, whatever. And then it happens to you because it you're does. thinking about it. Yeah. Cause you're focusing on it. I, I, yeah, it's I, I really know, maybe crazy I'm off
1: because no, I, I, I yeah. can tell you, it's really crazy. Cause I feel that it's so simple. It's like, oh, that makes so much sense, but it's so difficult to put into practice.
0: It, it is really is. Yeah. Life has a way of beating the crap out of you. I hate to say it that way. But.
1: Right. It's a constant, Hey, you know, let's reframe that or let's look at it a different way. Or, you know, it's really a choice, you know, some people yeah. are just get something out of being angry and.
0: I know, but I think that, it's a, know? it's a, it's a practice, right? So if you practice being positive, it'll get easier for you. If you stay stuck in being negative and you're negative, 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 that's just easy for you to fall back into those into those ways, even like illness. I, I have some friends who, and I get car sick too, but uh, you know, I have like, you know, uh, ear ear problems, right? So I can't go on roller coasters, none of that stuff. They would like get in my car and say, I got to put the air on. I don't feel well. And I'm like, I haven't even started the car yet. Like it's not even on, but it's so embedded in their mind that this is going to happen, that they're already feeling, you know, high, psychosomatic you know, you know, things. And I guess maybe to a small extent supplements, the ones that believe in it get more benefit because they believe in it and their body's responding well to it. And the ones that are skeptical to begin with probably an uphill battle, even if it is helping them, they don't even notice or acknowledge it. I'm sure there's a little bit yeah. of that going on too. Right? I
1: think you're absolutely right on that. Definitely. Yeah. And my husband is somebody who he, oh my gosh, he takes so many supplements, like so many, and he never gets sick. He never gets sick. Right,
0: probably it's because fantastic. he's such a positive attitude because he thinks that these are all doing well for him and he's happy and whatever. He's just totally bulletproof.
1: Yeah. And every time I start to get the sniffles or anything, he's always, here's vitamin C, here's right. zinc. And, you know, I'd be he like, hey, I'm a marketer. You know, I don't have all of that. Even right. though I know a little bit, but you know, I'm a marketer. I, if you ask me something, what exactly does this ingredient do? I'd be like, that's let not me go, job, Let right. me go check and get back to you. Right. You know, I'm yeah. not really exactly the person to ask that question. Right.
0: To. Well, you're the business person. If you want you me should, to sell it? Yeah. Sure. And let me tell you something as the CEO, owner, and chairman of the board, you shouldn't know that. Like, peripherally, <laughs> you should know it, but you shouldn't. Right. You're not the scientist. That's not a good no, use of your time.
1: Yeah. It just isn't. That's exactly right. I think that's key is knowing what you're good at, what you excel at that brings the whole business forward and helps that grow is to focus on that and then realize what you're not good at and then get people who are good at that to take over.
0: Yeah, definitely a formula for success. And some people don't do that. They won't let go. They're always running everything and they think that's the way to do it. And they they struggle, but I, I appreciate you coming on with me today. So tell me if people want to learn about Artemida, if they want to learn about the two other brands, what do they do? How do they find you? What are they, what are they, where do they go?
1: Quickest way would be online. So Artemita is artemita.love.com. Okay. .com. Very nice. And then vital max vitamins is a.com and bioscience nutritionals is also a.com. They could find us there.
0: Very good. Well, we'll put links in the show notes as well. So awesome. make it easy on people that are not driving their cars, but you know, we'll do that. And, uh, and I appreciate spending some time and coming on with me to talk about, uh, you know, all the goodness in the world.
1: I appreciate it, Mitch. Thank you. I really appreciate the opportunity to share it all.
0: If you like the podcast, please tell others about us. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, on Google Podcasts, on Amazon Music, and many of the other podcast directories. If you like what you hear, please leave us a five-star review, and feel free to share our episodes on social media. If you have any questions or comments, ideas for the show, or you'd even like to appear as a guest, reach out to us by email at info at The Accidental Entrepreneur is hosted and produced by me, Mitch Beinhacker. If you'd like more information about my legal services, you can find me on social media or visit my website at BeineHackerLaw.com. Thanks for listening and be sure to subscribe to our feed to be notified of all future episodes.